Warning, the Fetish Finesse with Nisi show contains audio with adult language and sexual content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 and may not be suitable for all adults. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Thank you for tuning in this evening to the Fetish Finesse with Nisi, brought to you on He Said What Radio Network. I am your host, Nisi, and if you're wondering what this show is about, let me tell you. I found it incredibly important that everyone find peace with who they are and what it is they love. As for me, I love being able to educate people on every bit of intimacy beyond the taboos. This show is for the grown and sexy. So if you have any questions, please be sure to call in during my Ask Nisi segment that starts at 8.30 p.m. The number to call is 515-602-9647. Again, the number to call is 515-602-9647. And please press 1. If you are looking to advertise, you can send your uh, email at info at he said what network dot com. Also, subscribe to Network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What Radio Network. Follow us on IG at He Said What Radio and Fetish underscore Finesse with your girl Miss Nisi. Motto for Fetish Finesse: Humans have superpowers. They get wet without water. They bleed without injury. They can make boneless hard and can make a human eat without cooking. Humans that invest in themselves tend to go farther. Fetish finesse is a form of sexual desires in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothes, and a part of the body. Finesse is doing it in a subtle and delicate manner. Guess what, guys? Topic is fetishes. Yes, we're finally getting down to the nitty-gritty of what it's about with the fetish finesse and ask Miss Nisa on He Said What Radio. The topic tonight is fetishes. Fetish is a sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, or part of the body. That's part of the motto for fetish finesse that I say every week. The term fetish gives that image of like black bodysuits, cat suits, any kind of sexual contraction that people really can't understand on how to use, how to begin to use, how to put it together, or even the idea of do I really want to even go that route with it. A fetish is typically referred to as a behavior that people cannot get, that people cannot, it's really let me just break it down to you. Fetish is a behavior that is abnormal aroused. Like you get your sexually aroused from things that is so out of the norm, what society deems out of out of reach sexually. Okay? The key part of it is that it is 
not that traditional sex. That's why they call it kinky. They call it the fetish part of it. Um, a lot of times, we're going to keep it simple as far as your handcuffs, your bondage ties, your different blindfolds, your different, um, I say handcuffs, but let me just reiterate on that. There are so many different types of handcuffs out there. You know, we can do the little cutesy, I call it a cookie cutter with the little cute little furs on it. We can do it like that, but it's, it's so much contraption, so many contraptions out there that you can get into your fetishes with your partner. And, and as the time goes on with the show, I'm going to explain to you the do's and the don'ts because at the end of the day, you also know that I'm going to bring it to you from the medical point of view, the advantages point of view, and the disadvantage part of it. Fetishism in psychology is a form of sexual deviance involving erotic attachment to an inanimate object or an sexual part of the human body, meaning, hell, you might like snakes. They might, ooh, somebody be like, ooh. You might not get aroused if you're not using some kind of sexual toy, Okay. Most people be like, well, how can you, you're looking at this beautiful woman, you got this beautiful woman in front of you, but that won't do it because at the end of the day, your fetish is this. And you may have this fetish to a particular toy, a different type of vibrator, even down to the point to where even if it's the initial partner, they may have a different type of piercing. Or, you know, you might ask them to get a different type of piercing or whatever, and the only way you can get aroused and that person can become, like, sexual, you can become sexually attracted to that person is if you're looking at the piercing of it. And that's okay to each its own. This is a non-judgmental zone when it comes down to fetish finesse. And this part of fetish this type of fetish is one of my favorite topics because I do believe personally, I am Miss Nisi, and this is the Fetish Finesse Show, that people should live their life on their terms as long as they're being safe. Damn what society say. You know, you got, it, it's, it's too many do's and don'ts. It's too many rules with society. As long as you and your partner agree, hey, go for it. Now, a lot of times that when we're dealing with the fetishes, Sometimes we as people can take fetishes to like a disturbing, alarming, like intense. You can make it. Uh, you can make it more like a distress type. You know, you're walking around, you're shaking. You normally can't function unless you have that particular thing around you. It's like it, it becomes a disorder, and it makes you feel out of control if you don't touch it, if you don't see it, or if it's not in your presence at that time. Um, some fetishes people do have are like high heels, and I put this up under the medical part of it because even if you do have high heel fetishes and you're dealing with the real king heel of like a um, red bottom or something, that can cause harm. You know, you can poke a hole in somebody's sternum, their heart, their lungs, or anything like that, and now here it is, you're running to the hospital, but at that point, what if you don't stop the bleeding in time? Because certain organs tend to bleed more than others. I'm just giving you a little backdrop on this medical stuff. Um, a lot of times also we're going to get into the emotional part of the fetishes. Fetishes is a good thing. The show is called Fetish Finesse with Miss Nisi. A lot of times if you don't know how to control your emotions when you're dealing with different fetishes, 
um, it can interfere with your day-to-day function. It can interfere with your career. It can interfere with you raising your kids. Or it just can interfere with your even getting along with your partner that helps you or that that sort of like helps you with your fetishes and you have your once um once a week date night and that person is there but a lot of times that once a week you get to a point where you want it every day. That's when that problem comes in it because you don't know how to sort of like sustain that and make it just keep it once day once once a week instead of taking it once a day or you got to always have it. That's where the problem come in at. That's where you have to go to the therapist. You have to sit down and talk to some people. You have to get on some people's couches because you don't took everything to another level. It's nothing wrong with having nothing in life, but everything has to be done in moderation. And that's just, that just what I'm saying. I've always talked to you guys about your pHs, and this is so something serious. I, I'm, I'm quick to throw the pHs out there because everybody pHs don't don't mix. And the thing about it, a lot of times, instead of us going to get a checkup, we jump from partner to partner to partner. So with that said, a lot of people have underwear. I'm going to give you a prime example. A lot of times people have underwear fetishes, and they might not want to wash that particular underwear that they partner or somebody else needs that they're dealing with have on. So now you're mixing the pHs. And you don't know what the hell is going on with your body, but you're afraid to tell your doctor because you feel intimidated. A lot of times going to the doctor is that big intimidation for a lot of us that haven't worked in the medical field or just just going to the doctor, period. We hate doing it because we feel intimidated by our provider, even though we're paying them and we're the customer and they're supposed to help us and they're there to help us. That's the reason why you should be able to, to pick somebody that you can really just talk to. Um, you're telling them you afraid to tell them you got these different type of fetishes and they're trying to figure out like every other month or every month you coming in with these bad bacteria. New flash people, they only make antibodies every 10 years. So that's the reason why a lot of times you have to get maybe two or three prescriptions of antibodies because once they prescribe it, that might not help you. You go back for another one or you just continue to do the reoccurring of infecting yourself, okay? I also broke down to you guys throughout the last few weeks that we've been on the show and you guys been tuning in about your STD, sexual transmitted disease. That's also something big with fetishes. I think that's more big with fetishes than just having normal sex because with the fetishes, you get into really uh, swapping your fluids and uh, just doing things so over the top to where you forget about that safety part of it. Uh, your STIs, you know, your sexual transmitted infection. It's not normally um, the disease part of the sex, but you can get all kind of bacterial infection. So those are the things that you have to be uh, informed about when you do get into your fetishes and you want to try something different. And with STIs, you normally know, can get these and use them simple ropes and chains. Let me give you a prime example. Your partner got saliva on it. You may be in a threesome this particular night. Your partner got saliva. The, the third party got saliva. And then you got saliva. And nobody took the time off to wipe off nothing. That's a prime example of how you can catch a sexual transmitted infection. You're just doing a breakdown. Also, some fetishes is when you're doing the cutting of the skin. That, that's like a big turn on the blood and the cutting on the skin and just seeing the flesh open through the skin. That's another 
where you can catch a uh, sexual transmitted infection, meaning because it's that skin breakdown. You have to remember any time that you are swapping fluids or any time that you have any kind of skin breakdown, and that's normally with sex on any kind of level, you are at the risk of sexual transmitted disease and sexual transmitted infections. Not normally a disease, but it's an infection that causes that cause you to go to the doctor and get antibodies. And a lot of times, if you're dealing with the same partner, you're not telling them this is what you got going on. You're just going to the doctor and get treated, but you're going back to that same partner. That's like that straddling the fence. You ain't doing no damn body, no good, not even yourself, okay? Now let's get into the fun part of fetishes. Most common fetishes are your undergarments. I just talked about that. Your footwear. Men love to see women in heels with freshly painted toes, the anklets, gloves, like rubber gloves. Hell, I like rubber gloves. I really do like rubber gloves. I really do. Um, they got some numerous out there in the field that they're uh, blue and they latex and they're thick and they got this silky type feel for them. So that's my fetish with my glove. Don't judge me. My name is Miss Nisi, and this is the Fetish Finesse Show. Uh, rubber articles, like you get into your different vinyls or your cat suits, your underwear, your mask, your just anything, your different gloves also. Coming, coming to that, they have a different type of smell to it. So you really have to be careful with your rubble, with your rubble articles. Uh, leather clothing, we all know that's a fetish for most people, and you really don't have to be all in leather. You can wear leather shorts and a t-shirt, and some boots to come up above your thighs. Boom, you in there. That's what fetish is about. It's about what's going to be appealing to the eye and taking it out of your everyday norm of whatever it is that you are doing. Most common fetishes when you're dealing with your body parts or your feet. And um, guess what I found, guys? Because feet is one of my fetishes. Yep, I'm talking. Um, I found a foot that's about the size of a two-liter Coke bottle. But it's a dead though. One end is for the vagina, call it the big wagon, and the next and the other end is for the anal. We call it the juicy juice. Yep, I love it. I found it. It's weird, it's mine and I love it. Um another common fetish, just everyday people common fetish is your toes. Most men or most people love when the toes are done. And ladies, you know, we keep our toes done. We get to the point now we're ready to pay for it and fifty, sixty dollars for some gel polish because it lasts longer on the toes than anything. Um, hair is another fetish. How many of us spend money on wigs? On the um what they call it? The extensions. That can get real, real, real expensive. So a uh, hair is a another thing. Think about the hair when you go into a strip club. What do the girls do? The hair down to the butt. They're on the pole. They're swinging their hair. They're getting it. Their lip gloss is popping. Their toes popping. Their heels popping. Men go to those strip clubs because that's a fetish for them. It's more or less like they may have a favorite dancer there, and they know she's going to have on certain things, and that's what they go to pay for. And they're going to want their, what, their private dance and sometimes a little more. If willing partners are willing to go that route with it. So this is called the Fetish Finesse Show. 
and I just want y'all to understand this is one of my favorite topics. Let's really get into the different types of fetish, age play. A lot of times people have different fetishes, and the thing about it is that even though they are grown, they pretend to be at a different age. A lot of guys love to see their old lady or their partner in like a schoolgirl type place, a cheerleader uniform, different types of things. That's what age play fetishes is. It's just more or less like taking it, if you're 40, you're taking it back down to your 17 or your 18 years old. Guys love to see that because now it's like, okay, then she's 40-something years old, but she got on a damn cheerleader seat. And they're going to sit there and watch, and you're going to do a cheer. They're going to sit there and watch. They're going to cheer, and if they got them warm, they're throwing them dollar signs at you. Do you know at some point in time you got to do something strange for them dollars? Let's be honest about that. Um, another fetish is I had to really break down these fetishes because it's so much out here. Uh, bondage. You know, a bondage is a form of restraint. You can do anything with that, from your handcuffs. I told you handcuffs now are more complicated than they have ever been. You got them now when you got them, uh, the handcuffs, they come with the rope and the handcuffs, and you can handcuff the fingers and the legs and the ankles and everything all together. Um, you'll be able to see those type of contraptions when you come to the fetish finesse event August the 21st, Okay. We got the gag balls. Gag balls is something that goes inside of a couple's mouth, whether it's a partner. You can do it at the same time. Yes, you can. And it forms as a thing of a bondage because you can tie it, you can chain it, you can lock it. Gag balls are real nice. You can do all kinds of things with gag balls. And I don't really understand why they call it gag balls because now they got into where they made out of the lips to where it helps you do a good blowjob, you know, sloppy toppy. Um, another, like, uh, form of bondage is when you do your bondage ties, and those are cute. Those are real cute. But I'm big on the gag balls, guys. Uh, you do your shackles, and um, you can come up with different things with the shackles. Is Now they got to where they got the breast shackles, to where you got the serving tray, and you're serving your masters, but the serving tray has the little pins on it to where it's actually piercing through your breast. Um, another form of bondage is your suspension bar, which you're standing on top of a bar, but your everything is loose, and that you can touch everything except for your ankles is bond. So bond to the um, more like to the bar. It's something like a um, a bar type bondage but you can get it to where the plank is made to it. And all of these these contractions I'm telling you about have spikes on them. So your pain tolerance level has got to be to another level. And you be thinking, well, I don't want pain, but it's not that type of pain. You'll understand that type of pain brings in a lot of arousal, okay? That's what fetishes is about. So you got the other fetish. I mean, the other fetish is the cuckling. It's when... um your partner agrees to let his old lady or his partner sleep with another man, and he watches. And the man that's actually getting down with the partner is actually being dominant over the man that's watching. You know, 
cursing, doing all kind of things, mistreating a partner, doing it all. You got people that get off on that. I don't think that's for me, but, you know, it's it, to each his own. A lot of times you have the dominance, and this actually basically is just the exchange of uh, consensual power between two people. Like a lot of times, you know, the dominance, the, submiss- the submissive person is more or less like will do whatever the dominant person wants. So that's another form of fetish. You also have your electrostimulation. Now, this comes with your electroshock type contraction, and that's for everybody. You can actually get the electroshock that's made like the EKG that what you see in the doctor's office. They can go on your breast. They can go on your vagina. They can go on your juicy juice, a.k.a. your anus. They can go your big wagon, a.k.a. your vagina. They can go on anything. And guess who sells that type of product, guys? That is the Massimisi Pleasure. A lot of these things that I am um, mentioning that you can go up on the Nisi Pleasure and Fetish Finesse, and you can actually go through the radio station and you can purchase these items because they are for sale. You have your foot fetish. I um, mentioned that to you early on, and I also told you that I found a real cool deal, though, that's made out of a foot. One end is for the juicy juice, and the other end is for the big wagon. Another fetish is your gagging, lightly choking making gagging sound. And I want to spend a little time on this because this is where you get into turning on your your partner. And this is what I'm getting ready to say. When you are giving sloppy toppy and you're making those gagging sounds, your partner is more turned on than anything because it makes them feel real, 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 real good. Okay? I also want to mention that when you get into the – um, fetish of your intense languages, where you use a forced language, the name column, the verbal abuse. That is a um, another form of fetish that most people get, and you see this more or less like in couples that's a little older, that's not been there, done it. They've been married for years. A lot of times they're well off, they're well to do, they have nothing else to do, and I hate to put it out there like that, but I'm just being honest. Um, you find those people like that, and that's what they like to do. Who are we to judge? Um, another fetish is your impact play. Your impact play is where you have your hands, your paddles, your whip, your spatula is a big hit for this. Um, only rule that you have to keep in mind is when you're doing with your impact play is that you always use your fatty area, like your butt and your thighs, because you don't really want to hurt anybody. And um, impact play, spend a little more time on that. Whips are not like they used to be. They are very cool. Um, I own a lot of them. You can also purchase a lot of them off of Lucy Pleasure and Fetish Finesse. Your paddles are cool. Your hands, I wouldn't suggest using the hands. A uh, spatula, I would suggest using a spatula. What I would suggest when you're doing impact play is that you start off with something like a little small, soft leather type whip first and just move your way up. Move up when you're dealing with your partner. And as long as you and your partner is consensual and both guys are on the same board of what pain is and, and making out that list 
for you guys on how far you're willing to go with the pain. Hey, rock and roll your sex life. Who are we to who are we to tell? Okay. Another is your Japanese bondage. And that is when you are bonded by rope. And you, we all know Japanese and when you're dealing with those type of people, um, it takes they take bondage to a whole nother level. Um you got your kin buka and that is where you got your tight binding. And then you got your shibara. That's when you got your de- your decorated tie to where it's real cutesy. But I own a contraption to where your it's a binding contraption, and I actually got it through a vendor with the Japanese bondage company, and it actually where your whole um, back is bonded to where you cannot move, and that is real cool. It's leather, and it has about five to eight contraption to where you just tie up everything. And it's just those are the type of contraptions that you use with people that you've been in relationships with for a long time and you have your trust factor all the way down. Um, another fetish is your um, your animal fetish. And that is where most people get aroused by animals. And actually, we talked about anal play a while back on the show, and enemas is a good way to clean and prep for the anal play. And enemas, that's nothing wrong with getting aroused by enemas. Actually, that's one of my favorite fetishes. It's nothing wrong with it because at the end of the day, you can make a game out of it. You can let your partner give you an enema. Then afterwards, you take your bath. Then next thing you know, you all already know that juicy juice play is, is there. You bring out your impact play, which is a nice whip, and you go for your anal and just go for it. And it is what it is because at the end of the day, he's still giving you the anal or she's giving you the anal. Everybody knows everything is clean. You add a little more to it, and you do the impact play, and you keep it moving. Um, another fetish is your limit, and this is where you and your partner sit down and you decide what soft fetish you want to do, what hard fetish are you going to do? Um, I will always suggest, especially when you're getting off into something new with a partner, that you do make a list. And there's nothing wrong with communication going to be the key to everything. It's either going to side with that situation with your partner or it's going to take it to other levels. And nine times out of ten, it will take it to other levels because at the end of the day, guess what you're doing? Communicating. And I will, and I will advise when you do, do your list, be naked. Everything you do since you're talking about sex, you might as well make it a sexual. Set the scene. I've always said you got to set the scene. You just can't sit and just talk. Set that scene. Uh, candles lit. Uh, a couple of little things may be out, something simple, something soft first, and then you just work your way up. I would never suggest starting off with heart fetish first because that'll, that'll scare most people off, that'll scare most partner off, and you never know a person pain tolerance. So with all that said, you start off soft, and then that's when you get into the pain tolerance of what's what's painful, too painful, what's not too painful, what's right there at the nose. That's where you bring out all kind of impact play, 
all kind of, you might want to start off with the little cute fish handcuff first. Then you might want to start off with the bunnish tie. You might want to start off with the regular gag ball. Then you want to move your way up to the lip gag ball. So, yes, you need to, you need to make that list. Um, another fetish is, uh, is matchism, and that is um, receiving pain, receiving pain whether it's physical or emotional. Okay, receiving pleasure from pain, whether it is physical or emotional, meaning that if you're getting your butt popped and it's a it's that little sting, or a lot of times if you don't mind your partner being rough and talking harsh to you, that's what that is. Another fetish is your nylons. A lot of guys, even though we're like um, we're like in the two thousand now, guys still love stockings. Or yet now um, the tights are like in. Um, let's put the stockings aside for a hot second. Tights come in all kind of ways nowadays. You can get them where you got your ass out, your big wagon out. You um, you can you got it to where tights rules everything nowadays. And they call them yoga pants, but no, 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 no. You got them. You got the tights to wear. If you ain't got an ass, you can put a little more money to it, and it'll lift it up like a Brazilian ass lift, okay? Yes, I said the word ass. A lot of times with your nylons, why guys are so fascinated with those because they love the way the foot looking, especially when your toes are painted. They love the smell of them. And, and if they real nasty, like I like it nasty, Hell, even with the nylons on, they will put them in their mouth. You got tights nowadays that have the foot with them and they're a little thicker. Guys will put them in their mouth. So I'm trying to break up all of these, break down all these fetishes, and this is one of my favorite topics, period. Um, another fetish is your objectum sexuality, meaning that don't nothing turn you on sexually, but you will perform your sexual act. I'm going to give you an example of what I'm saying about objective sexuality. A boat might turn you on. A certain house might turn you on. Certain lingerie may turn you on. Sexual toys may turn you on. Until these right here are in your face or in your visual, your sexual arousal is like non-existent. That's what that is. Pregnancy fetish. Yep, we all got fetish with that pregnancy fetish. Pregnant women are the most attractive, most beautiful. The glowness of them, the glowness of them is so, so just, yes, I said it. Because I'm going to give you a little cute little funny story. I had a girlfriend that was pregnant. I never thought nothing else of her. You know, I'm who I am. My name is Miss Nisa. This is the Fetish Finesse Show. And I should always love on, love to rub on her. But her thing was, if I feed her, she'll let me rub anything. So one time, a homegirl was on one side, I was on one side. She had one breast, I had one breast. But she was the most, I rubbed her breast and her stomach. Don't judge me here. I'm just human. I got fetish just like the other person do. Um, another fetish is your curophilo. Fetish, trying to pronounce that the correct way. That is where you have a sexual attraction with hands and fingers. Whether you are back massaging, hand up, fisting, and fingering. 
And at this time, guys, we're going to break. We're going to come back, and I need to go ahead and finish breaking all these fetishes down. So many of them. Thank you for tuning in with the Fetish Connect with Miss Nisi. Thank you, guys. Hey, what you doing Monday? I know what you're doing. You're going to check out me, Bree, and my main man, Mike, a.k.a. One Mike, on Simply Sports with One Mike and RG, filming every Monday on YouTube from 8 to 9.30 p.m. What you say? You busy at 9.30? That's cool. If you come to the He Said What Network, you can actually hear the playback. So we got you covered. Just make sure you're there. All right, I'm holla at y'all. Bye. Oh, don't forget to get gussied up, too. Hey, what's going on, y'all? You have tuned into the Ask Nancy segment on Fetish Finesse, and this is your Simply Green, and tonight we are talking about fetishes. Uh-oh, talking about fetishes, and um, good evening, Nancy. How are you doing? Girl, I'm okay. I was trying to break it all the way down because you know this is one of my favorite topics. Favorite topic. Yeah, I can tell. I can definitely tell. I, I heard the excitement in your in your voice. So I did have a couple of questions for you um, when it comes okay. to fetishes. So how do you explore fetishes that might not fit in with the typical ones? Well, really, none of them fit into the typical one. You think about the word fetish. Um, you know, I went to say about the list. I would suggest that you start off, always start off um, sort of like on the soft end first. Then work your mm-hmm. way up because everything may not be for you. You understand what I'm saying? You start off, especially when you have a partner, if you start off sort of hard, you're going to automatically, with a man, you're going to automatically turn him off. Like he's going to be like, oh, that hurts. No, that burns. So you don't want to start like that. Um, you want to start off sort of slow and explain everything that you are doing and get everybody engaged into it. 
That makes sense. Okay. All right. Really good advice there. Now, is it possible for a fetish to have developed from a traumatic experience? Like, really? 80, 85% of fetishes is coming from your childhood. Um, stemming from your childhood, it's something that triggered you. A lot of times we as people don't act on it because of our careers or what society say the norm is. So we're, we're still stuck in this bubble instead of just exploring what it is out there that we want, you know. Um, so that's another thing, yeah. A lot of it is coming from what you experienced. Right. Okay. Now, I'm a little I'm a little new to the whole fetish thing. Um and so sometimes I may not know the difference between one and and the other. So um is there such a difference between a kink and a fetish? They're sort of like in the same family, but kinkiness is just something on that softer end. Fetish is actually putting in that work and actually taking it there. You know, with the with the kinking, you could say, oh, well, I heard that, you know, the golden shower, is, that's nasty. But the fetish part of it, your ass is doing it. And golden shower is not nasty, by the way. Yeah. I just used that as an example. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you got a point there. You know, you <laughs> okay. Mm. Now, just because you have a fetish doesn't mean that you always have to uh, incorporate it in sex. Is it possible to feel enjoy sex without bringing your fetish into the bedroom? Yeah, but you know that's going to be sort of boring and dull. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because how Once much, you've already how much explored it. Mm-hmm. What else you want? There's only so many cameras you can light, right? Right. There's only so much slow music you can play, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the lingerie. It's only so much you can damn put on your butt, right? As right. a woman, hell, I get tired of that. Can I have something else different? Right. Okay. So that's interesting that you say that uh, in terms of lingerie, because you know how they say leave some things to the imagination, um, but then it seems like almost when you get into the bedroom, the men just want to tear the clothes off of you. So it's like, do you really invest money into uh, lingerie, if it's going to be torn off anyway? I wouldn't do it like that. I'd do something a little different, and that's where you, where, you, where I say your kink and your fetishes come in. Because, you know, you can get like the, um, like your nipple clips. You you understand what I'm getting at? Or you can just come in with a long chain yeah. around you, and you can just put on something like a shimmery glow type all over your body and stuff like that. Instead of going out there paying $50 for a lingerie that you better going to have on for two minutes. And I always had them lips popping and glowing. That's about it. It don't take much for them. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what are some ways to bring up um, the topic of fetish sex with a sexual partner? Or even how do you go about finding others with similar sexual interests? Mm. Well, they have all kind of uh, sites now. And fetish, fet life, I call it fetish life. That like this, and I'm actually a member of that. You, um, that's a fetish community here in Atlanta, and so they have all kind of like, um, 
games and they have all kind of like activities on different times where you can meet different people more like you, different dates and stuff, you know, just these different events and stuff that you can go to. Uh, you can invite your partner to something like that, or you can actually just sit down one day on a date night and just have that conversation and be like, hey, what are some of your fantasies? You got some fetishes? You know, okay, just make okay. it sort of fun with them. Just have a like right. conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of, you know, just even inviting your partner out um, to an event such as that, um, are there any absolute do's and don'ts when it comes to fetishes for beginners? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm gonna go. I, I only thing I can do is just say, and I. And this right here just coming from experience. I know you know that by now. Um, I would never start off hard. And as a and as a person, I give you a prime example. If you had a partner and he came in with regular candles, he lighted them and then he said that once it cools down a little bit, he gonna pull. He want to pull that wax on you. Would you let him? Um. Hmm. I, I mean, you he would have to have props. Yeah. No. They have candles that's made for that, like for a massage candle. Once you light it, the temperature gets to the what the body that is supposed to be on to, to go on top of the body. And the reason why I'm giving right. you a prime example is because I had a person that came to me and was like, I told him I want to burn him. No, 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 no. <laughs> and verbiage is something serious, too. When, you, when, you, when you're talking to your partner, you got to pick the correct words, to pick, right. pick the, the correct terminology. Because, you know, people right. are already closed-minded. So if you're talking about, I want to burn you, let me pull this wax on you. No, 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 no. Explain to them. Pull the wax in your hand. Rub it on yourself. Let them smell it. You understand what I'm getting at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, wow, let me burn you. That's funny. Um, last question that I have for you, uh, and it kind of just ties into what you actually just said, and those who have fetishes but they are really just a little hesitant to speak out on them, what are some ways to deal with feeling ashamed about having a particular fetish? There is, what's shame about it? It's because of what society say it's supposed to be. That's your life. And what you do behind closed doors should be no damn body business. If it's going to make you happy, do it. If it's going to make you, as long as you do it in a safe type way, do it. You know, a lot of times we got to get out of this knowing of what tradition sets is, what society sets is, and, and this and that. Let's be, let's be honest. Even back then, traditional and society sets didn't work because our granddaddies back in the day, they had four or five people down the way with babies. You know, they had four or five families because they weren't really, I ain't going to say they weren't really getting what they wanted at the house, but everything just be traditional. People get bored. Yeah, they do get bored. Okay. Well, I appreciate you answering all of my questions. That was all that I had for you. Uh, such a beautiful topic. Um, as I said, I, I can definitely tell that this was something that you're very passionate about. So I'm going to let you go ahead and, um, you know, take the rest of the show from here. And I appreciate you answering my questions. Thank you. You're welcome.
Thank you for tuning in this evening with the Fetish Finesse with Nisi brought to you on He Said What Radio. I am your host, Nisi. And if you're looking to advertise, I mentioned earlier, on the show, you can email at info at he said what network dot com. Also, subscribe to the network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What Radio Network. You can follow us on the IG at He Said What Radio and Fetish Finesse underscore. Okay, guys, I want you to have a good weekend. I want you to be safe. But I want to leave you with this. With everything that's going on in the world today, get your damn happiness on. Be safe, but be damn happy. Forget what society say and get yours. Nobody can tell you what you need to do behind closed doors or who you need to do it with. Just be happy and be safe and have a good weekend. And thank you for tuning in with Miss Nisa Fetish Finesse. Have a great weekend. Thank you for supporting the He Said What Radio Network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.